0: As always, at this uh, time of day, uh, we have the right hook health checkup. Kira Kelly is on our holliers, and I thought because over the last number of months we got a lot of queries about eyes, and um, I've got a consultant eye surgeon in the studio, Dara Kilmartin. He's he's at the Eye and Ear Hospital and the Beacon Hospital. Dara, welcome to the program. Thank you, George. Listen, um. You know, now I can't see past but my nose. But were there things I could have done when I was younger? When, say, I had 20-20 vision, you know, if I'd had more carrots or, you know, whatever, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, could I have saved my eyesight?
1: Well, there are certain things you can do uh, when you're younger that will help protect your vision later on in life. And it's probably not a big surprise to hear that they're the general health measures that you would advise anyone to do. The main things would be to uh, eat a good, healthy diet, plenty of fruit and vegetables. Uh, we don't like to do this in Ireland, really, but to eat fish at least once or twice a week—that's important.
0: So there is. A, so our 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 grandmother wasn't wrong. Like when she was talking about eating carrots. Now she might have been wrong with carrots, but she understood that diet and eyesight had a correlation.
1: Yeah, it's very very important. Not just for uh, back of the eye problems, but it'll protect other parts of the eye as well. Um, we know that it's important for your tear film. We know that it's important to delay the onset of cataract, and but it's most important for your retina, particularly for problems like macular degeneration, which is the most common cause of poor sight as we get older.
0: Yeah, um, the, of course the The thing about it now is like you can sort of take the eyeball out and have a look at it and do all this kind of stuff which you know maybe 30 40 years ago much different so you must be able to do things now in the eye business and save sight or improve sight that could never have been done before so, so what can you do to improve sight like people listening now like a fella who rings up and says um, I can't see in the distance mm. and I couldn't see in the distance for instance Mm. so what can you do to fix that so a lot of this
1: really depends on the age at which you're developing symptoms at Um, if you're over there are certain things that are much more common as you get older the commonest causes of poor sight uh, in the over kind of 65 age group would be cataract would be the biggest biggest cause and then there are less common things but uh, that become much more common over the age of 75 like macular degeneration we were mentioning before under that age group we're talking about simple things like glasses people just are very reluctant to have their eyes checked. They need to go in and have a review with their own local optician. And if there is a significant eye health problem,
0: they'll be referred to an eye specialist. Well, now, we know that men don't make passes with, to women who wear glasses. So women are more likely to wear contact lenses for a cosmetic reason than men are. Yeah. Is there any difference? I mean, do you see better with contacts versus glasses or vice versa?
1: Yes, you do. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, you do, actually, because there's a, um, a thing called spherical aberration with glasses that uh, wearing contact lenses will reduce. But you can't wear contact lenses all the time. They reduce the amount of oxygen coming through to the front layers of the eye and you can end up developing eye health problems from over contact lens wear. And some people don't look after the contact lenses very well. They they may wear them overnight or they don't uh use proper cleaning solutions. And they can n- end up with really nasty eye infections like acanthamoebas is a really nasty Infection. Well, it
0: sounds nasty. I can't even pronounce yeah. it. But yeah, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Now, okay, that's interesting. But you've a number of times you've mentioned macular degeneration, and a listener said his seventy-six-year-old mom her left eye went blurry last week. She was told it's wet muscular degeneration she had an injection and she'll have to get three more monthly injections her vision is still blurry now Susanna Cork is asking about her presumably blurriness clears up does it?
1: Unfortunately it's common for it not to clear up Um, these injections don't aim to try and restore eyesight most of the time uh, the vast majority of people will maintain vision at the level that they present at if you're lucky Ten to twenty percent of people will get an improvement in sight, but most people don't get that improvement.
0: But but it's only Suzanne's mum's left eye. I say it's only, but yeah. but you have two. Now I played with a fellow who played fullback who had only one eye, and it didn't seem to affect him catching a high ball. I mean, can't you work with one eye? You and
1: can, they, you can. But there are certain things that are much more difficult when you poor vision in one eye. Particularly if it's just quite recent onset. For example, your three dimensional vision is markedly reduced. Your ability to judge distances. So, like pouring out tea, for example, people often miss the cup or they can misjudge coming down steps. They can end up with falls and
0: trips. And these are things that some people. Wait a minute here. Hold well, a minute here. You never told me this when you looked at me. I miss, <laughs> I miss Ingrid's glass all the time with the stuff in your block And yeah. I'm a great, I'm a great tripper of down steps. I take great care now, truthfully. Yeah. I mean, I I was staying in you know, the the Doll Collection Hotel, in London, and I went arse over tit down the steps like I thought I was in trouble. Mm. Um. That's interesting, isn't
1: it? Yeah, it, it is interesting. I mean, falls as you get older are obviously much more common. It's not always due to eyesight problems. It could be. It could easily be. And even with adaptation over time, people have a long term difficulty with poor vision in one eye of judging
0: distances. And it's a big issue. Yeah, that distance thing. Now, this guy's only 29, though, but he's having trouble seeing things in distance. Right? Mm. But then when he wakes up in the morning having not been asleep all night, he can't see past the nose in his face and then it kind of clears up a bit. Do you normally wake up in the morning a lot worse? You do. Well,
1: I mean, again, that's uh, common enough, but that is probably an uncorrected refractive error. In other words, this guy probably needs to have a check with his optician and have a review for glasses. It could be something very simple like that. Um, It's
0: unlikely to be anything more serious than that. Uh, Although somebody disagrees with John, the contact lenses. You can get 24-hour ones, they're suggesting. Not a good idea. Just not a good idea. Nope. All right. Well, you, yeah, yeah. why, why you just don't think you should have something in your eye for twenty four hours because the reduction of oxygen? You're
1: exactly. About. It's very important. The tier, the the your your tears contain dissolved oxygen. That's very important for the front layer of cells in your cornea. If you're putting a contact lens in there, you're creating a barrier to the diffusion of oxygen from your tears into your corneal epithelial cells. Not a good idea.
0: But uh, the other thing that um, I, I keep seeing ads in the paper, you know, you go in, you get laser surgery and lo and behold, you could be an airline pilot mm. when they're finished. Mm. But it doesn't apply. It only applies to specific cases. Is that right? Uh,
1: well, are you talking about trying to uh, be- become, uh, you know, super? Getting supervision following refractive surgery, or just being a, becoming an airline well, but pilot? Then,
0: no, no, I wasn't worried about pilot. But but isn't doesn't laser surgery? Isn't there a kind of a laser surgery that you can get to get you back to 20/20 vision?
1: Yes, there there is, but uh, it's not. Um, it has to be the patient has to be carefully selected. I think there's been a uh, a very loose selection criteria in some um, in some units. Uh, you know, quite commercial units that uh, don't select the patients as appropriately as they should.
0: All right, because it only works if you have long distance vision problems, but it doesn't help you if you can't read. Isn't that right? In, no, there are, in short term. There are oh? new there
1: are newer procedures that uh, okay. uh, uh, um, that will allow you to help uh, improve your reading sight, like the camera implant. Um these are surgical procedures and they shouldn't be ta- undertaken lightly. They're like with any surgical procedure, there's a slight risk. But as long as you're, you're, you know, disc- the risk is discussed with you and you're fully informed, then you know, by all means.
0: All right. Now, my guest is Dara Kilmartin, who's an ophthalmic surgeon. I'm right in saying that's what you are, isn't it? That's right. Okay. Yeah. Now, what about the fellow who has floaters in one eye? He's great vision. He's 38. What are floaters? So floaters
1: are due to the vitreous gel in the middle of the eye between the lens and the retina. It it naturally starts to form pockets of liquid within it from your 20s onwards. And eventually there's more uh, liquid than jelly and the jelly starts to clump together, which we see as floaters. They're particularly um, more obvious against a white background. So you'll see them against a white page, a wall or a, a bright sky. They're not really not much to worry about. They're very common. At the first onset, you should really, though, have a dilated retinal examination because sometimes they can be a marker of the onset of a retinal tear. If that's undetected, that can lead to a retinal detachment, which is a very serious eye problem.
0: What about a, what about a two-year-old who has sticky mucus in the eyes and then the two-year-old is rubbing his or her eyes all the time? Is that something to be concerned with?
1: Well, uh, again, it's reasonably common. Um, Sometimes there's a delay in the opening of the nasal lacrimal duct. It's a small duct between the eye and the nose that drains the, the tears into the nose. And sometimes there's a delay in that and that can lead to mucus buildup. Usually just conservative management, and over time, that duct will open up over
0: time. There's a fella here, he's 55, but he says he's fit as a flea, right? But uh, it's in this morning thing again, I notice it myself, that Mm. you put on your glass in the morning and you pick up the paper or the book or whatever, and it takes... 10-15 10-15 minutes for everything to kind of focus is that normal because a lot of people seem to be having it and a lot of people seem to be worried about it
1: well it's it's common I wouldn't say it's normal uh, it's it's due to you see when you're um, as I say uh, getting into your 30s and 40s you tend to lose the ability to accommodate to focus on objects closer up and uh, by the time most people are in their middle to late 40s they need reading glasses so it's often due to uh, uncorrected, uh, either refractive error that they've been able to focus through or due to the onset of uh, what we call presbyopia or the need for reading glasses.
0: All right, okay. Now, but are you worried about it? I know you don't sell glasses, but you know the way now everybody buys their reading glasses from the chemist. You know, just go in at €4.50 four, four Euro 50, and you put it on and you say, oh yeah, 2.5 or 3 or whatever you do. Uh, is there any, have you any concerns about that as opposed to having a prescription for reading glasses? I don't have concerns
1: really about that. I, I, I mean, I know I'm uh, probably not saying what uh, would be politically correct, but I, I, I think it's important for everybody over 40 to have some kind of eye check. But they don't need to have serial monitoring of their eyes every two years after that if they have Normal vision, and there's no family history of eye problems, then they should be just advised about certain symptoms, and then over the counter reading glasses are fine.
0: All right, again, it all, all it, the more I hear it, uh, our mother and our father uh, have a lot de- to determine whether we have good eyesight or not. Is that right? Yes, it genet- is, genetics like are very genetics, important, yeah. yeah. They? So they're
1: very important across the board for not just um, early onset cataracts, but. Um, macular degeneration, and coming back to this again, I'm I mean, reflecting my area of interest as a retinal specialist. But it is very common, and increasingly common. Genetics is very important, like family history. If you have a family history of AMD, you're much more likely to develop it yourself. There are certain, We obviously can't change our family history, but there are things we can do to do with our diet. And smoking, uh, stopping smoking is extremely important.
0: Smoking is getting blamed for everything. So it's blamed for your eyesight as
1: well. Well, it's one of the most common links and strongest links between uh, smoke. The the link between smoking and poor eyesight is extremely strong. It affects not just uh, the back of the eye, but it affects cataract. You're much more likely to develop cataract at a younger age smoking. And it's particularly important for AMD or problems at the back of
0: the eye. All right. Well, Kelly's on a hollier. And I asked Dara Kilmartin, who's an ophthalmic surgeon, to pop in. I didn't know that uh, to, on the, here on the Right Hook Health Checkup. Dara, I have to tell you, half the population would appear to have eye problems uh, based on all the questions. Oh, my God. Sun, age three, has sectoral heterochromium iridium. Mm. Uh, part of the eye is different colour Ain't <coughs> anything to worry about?
1: Not usually it's a you, that, that would be a congenital problem that he would have been born with it's not going to affect his long
0: term eye health all right. The the, um, the the situation about hay fever, a lot of people, there seems to be a connection between your eyes and hay fever. Is this watering in the eyes or something or what? What are the, the so symptoms associated between two things?
1: So the mucous membrane on the surface of the eye is called the conjunctiva, and it's essentially the same mucous membrane that lines the inside of your nose. And hay fever is an allergic uh, reaction to Um, certain antigens like pollen or or other substances. So you get itching eyes, watering eyes associated with the runny nose, stuffy nose. Very common. The pollen count at the moment is very high. We haven't been getting a lot, as much rain as we would normally over the past few weeks. And so, you know, the chemists are, Selling antihistamines by the book. What
0: about watery eyes in old people? Uh, Like Brian's mum is seventy six; she has very watery eyes. Is that just a a product of old age, or is there something you worry about? So
1: that's due to narrowing of the same duct we were talking about earlier. So this is uh, the nasolacrimal duct, uh, the the little ducts that drain the tears from the eyes into the nose. They tend to get narrower over time, and you know, the eyes, the tears literally can't drain out of the eyes. And in some cases, the muscles surrounding the ducts, they tend to become slightly lax. So there's a natural pump that sucks the tears from the eyes into the nose. That doesn't tend to work as well either.
0: A very simple question, but, but like what about styes? Like everybody gets styes, but some people get more than others. Why, like, like my listener, he gets a lot of styes. Why mm. is, what causes that? So that's
1: due to a blockage of a specialised sweat gland in the lid, usually the meibomian gland, which is a fat producing gland in in the eyelid. So your tears normally contain three components, fat, mucus and water. And uh, a stye is due to a blockage of one of these called a meibomian gland. It can be helped by uh, adjusting your diet somewhat, eating more vegetables, drinking more water, taking flaxseed oil in the morning with your breakfast. That can help also. And really? there are over-the-counter proprietary lid cleansing wipes that can also help uh, if they're used along the lid margin to you know, clear away any fats that are building up. All right. This is a great question.
0: I think it's Andy, he's graduating next year as a doctor. Yeah. Are you recommending ophthalmology to him, are you? Interesting question to put on a radio
1: show. <laughs> a fantastic career choice. Absolutely wonderful. I've absolutely no regrets. Uh, It's a perfect combination of medicine and surgery. You can look after people from the very, very earliest stages of life through to their very most advanced stages of life. In addition, the earliest uh, innovation in terms of new uh, technologies are often uh, brought into uh, medicine in ophthalmology first. We were the first people to use laser surgery, we use. I routinely use monoclonal antibodies for uh, to alter people's immune systems for, in ocular inflammation. Um, new uh, biosynthetic implant materials are often tested in the eye first. Uh, we have, you know, newer types of lens implants. It's a wonderful area, and it's a, an area of expanding need.
0: Oh right, and tons of,
1: so tons of jobs. Tons of jobs, and unfortunately, we and don't.
0: And of money. I wouldn't
1: know about the money, uh, but it's certainly truckloads of, of work. Um, okay. and Well, go
0: by text message, like, It's just an enormous number of people who are texting in. I want to get them because we're running out of time. Uh, Paddy in Portumna probably is a problem that a lot of people have. He's a public patient. He's waiting four years for cataract surgery, right? But he could probably go into you tomorrow if he could pay for it. So he's, he's saving, right mm. now would you, if he saves he can get that done on he doesn't have to go abroad that's his question
1: yeah it's a it's a question that's more a political question than a medical question because um of course he could have uh you know he could come in and pay for his cataract surgery the problem is that not enough resources are being put into ophthalmology we uh we have um not enough eye surgeons in the country And uh, eye surgery has been to to some degree been put to one side in favour of more demanding and pressing needs like massive amount of money has been put into cancer and diabetes. Uh, One unit um, outside of Dublin has been really pushed aside and pushed out because of the development of, of it as a cancer unit. And. You know, we're we're not all going to get cancer. There are other things that are needed. We're going to need vascular surgery, eye surgery, sure. other problems. And the resource spread has not um, been appropriate. OK.
0: What about, some fellow saw an ad for a MACU shield. Am I talking about the right thing here? Yes. Yeah. Is it a good idea? He's bought one anyway. What is it? What's a MACU shield?
1: A MACU shield is a trade name for a multivitamin antioxidant which contains... Um, macular pigment, basically su- pigments that are right, supplement okay. the and nourish the back of the eye. There are many different preparations, not just Mackey shield There's lutein, omega three, Ocuvite, plenty of you others. You believe in these, too. Yes, they have All been right. proven by randomized control trials to okay. reduce the you know the instance of much more damaging. Advanced right. AMD.
0: Well, it's a chocolate of questions we haven't got to. A very popular or eye surgery is, uh, it, but I had to give you the one from Carly. It says if he holds his nose and blows, <laughs> he whistles out of his left tear duct. It's quite audible. Is mm. that true? Can that happen?
1: Yes, it is true. It's just a reverse flow, um, but going back up that duct, back up into the eye. So and it's an interesting. So. Why would you want to fix it? It sounds like a good pub <laughs> trick to me.
0: <laughs> but you could fix it.
1: Um, You could if you wanted, yeah, but I've never been asked to do that. You wouldn't be bothered? No. I'd stick with no, that? No, yeah. <laughs>
0: all right, okay. Ingrown eyelashes. Now, there's one for you. He's always going to the optician to get them taken out. Can you fix it full-time, once and for all?
1: Not really, unfortunately. You can try and destroy the lash roots with freezing therapy, but... They don't. uh, They don't end up permanently destroyed. You really wouldn't want them to either.
0: That type of freezing therapy will last three to six months. Okay. Well, Derek Martin was my guest on uh, the Right Hook Health Checkup. We'll just have to send Kira Kelly on more holidays so we can get to the rest of your questions. it does indicate, Dara, I have to tell you, there's a lot of opportunity for ophthalmic surgeons. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the amazing, the number of people uh, who have a problem. So, Andy, become an ophthalmic surgeon. My thanks to consultant eye surgeon at the Eye and Ear Hospital and the Beacon Clinic, Dara Martin.